It is an abbreviated version of the Derek Hunter Show for the 15th of June, 2022. Abbreviated, why? Well, because if you haven't figured it out by now, I am on a mini, much-needed, I was about to just drop dead vacation, needing to get away. So I recorded this, uh, I don't know, Monday, but uh, just like yesterday's show. It's just part of it. It's just a 15-minute thing to let you remember that we're here. And we'll be back to normal on Friday. And just, yeah, I'm not even taking a full week. I took uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Where did we go? What did we do? We went to Rehoboth Beach. Right now, I am speaking to you. By the time you hear this, I'll probably be home. But uh, right now, I'm, well, no, that won't be. I'll be home that evening. I uh, am uh, speaking to you from Biden Vacation Mansion property in uh, Rehoboth Beach. Uh, probably about half a mile as the crow flies from where that piece of garbage vacations. Yeah, I heard a story. Somebody told me that uh, he's, he comes to town occasionally, as you know. He was in town a couple of weeks ago, and there was a somebody flew into the local airport without getting the proper clearances of the President of the United States being in town. And so they quickly shut everything down within like two miles of Biden and put him in the beast and drove him to the fire uh, house and wouldn't let anybody do anything. Shut down the whole damn city, essentially, by the beach, which is where the whole damn city is, just because this senile SOB had bought a house with corrupt hunter drug money and God knows what else. It's just, I get it. People, presidents have to live and whatnot, but this guy's just a particular breed of jackass. I can't stand him. Cannot stand him. He's coming to town this weekend, but we'll be long gone by then. But you can tell the uh, the locals are not happy either. You go through the, the, uh, the boardwalk and all the T-shirt shops have uh, F. Joe Biden and Let's Go Brandon and... Uh, Instead of Trader Joe's like the grocery store, it's Trader Joe's like Benedict Arnold and a picture of Joe Biden. There's a lot of Trump shirts everywhere uh, for sale. I haven't seen anything pro, pro. I can't say pro-Democrat. I haven't seen anything pro-Biden. There's, It's like Pride Month, so good Lord. There's like, actually, it's not, there are not that many gay people walking around, at least not obviously, but the city seems to be wanting to celebrate gay pride month but uh eh, to hell with it that's about the only closest thing you get to a supporter of joe biden here so you know it's not working out so well for joe even in his home state prices are up there are signs that people are you know the candy store was hiring up to 15 dollars an hour to start 15 bucks an hour we had fun in funland if you don't know what funland and rehoboth beach is look up funland rehoboth and you'll, if you have young kids, you're going to want to take them there or to a place like that near you. Right now, I'm physically exhausted, though, because we've been going all damn day. I wake up at 6.30 no matter what I do. So I went for a walk on the boardwalk when everybody else was sleeping in. We have two beds, and uh, so they don't cause terror. We split up and put a kid in each bed with us. 
Quinn and Bailey both start off sleeping normally and end up perpendicular. They end up... <sighs> Quinn was karate chopping me in the face this morning in her sleep. I At least I assume it was her sleep. Wanted a karate chopper back in the face, not in my sleep, but I... Help myself back, but they really do. They they don't move subtly or stretch or anything. It's like uh, flip flop, chop kick. Oh god, it's like sleeping next to Bruce Lee having night terrors or something. Anyway, appreciate you guys listening. Let's just get on with what I had to talk about. Today's show will probably make everybody angry because I talk about that gun deal. And you know what? Frankly. Eh, every once in a while, you got to make everybody angry. I'm probably wrong, and I welcome your comments. But uh, let's start the show. I want to uh, talk about this gun deal, just because there are. I, I am at this point. I'm skeptical of anything anybody comes up with. So I, I, I'm already looking at it with a jaundiced eye. If they can make some kind of deal that doesn't infringe on people's rights, but does protect people and keep weapons out of the the hands of of lunatics i'm all for it there's a lot of lot of things there's always a trail of bread look hindsight is 2020 and i don't want to create pre-crime but one of the things that this gun deal does is it allows for authorities if somebody's under 21 trying to buy a gun it allows for authorities to look at juvenile records and that's a, I think that's a good thing. Unfortunately, we've had so many of these people who you find out after the after they've done something terrible. Well, that you know, he's twenty years old when he did something terrible, but when he was sixteen, he was doing terrible things too. But because of the protective nature of juvenile criminal records, we couldn't have done anything about it. Their juvenile arrest record, they couldn't access that. Uh, for employment, fine. You know, for employment, that's fine. And uh, for most things, you know, if your juvenile has been arrested, you probably got arrested for I don't know, minor in possession or something like that, or trespassing, trying to do some pranks. If you're a hardcore criminal and you have a criminal record, we should be able to know that. If you are a drug dealer, if you are a drug runner, if you are a corner kid, at the age of 12 and have 15 arrests by the time you're 17 years old, you at age 18 are not somebody that I think would uh, I would particularly want to be buying a legal gun. Now, you're not. That's not the profile of people who are buying these guns. The, if, you're, if you're that far gone in the criminal system, you are, um, you're not buying a legal gun. You're not going to let a little thing like the law stand in your way of you getting a weapon. But for other people, the loners, the people who aren't drug dealers, but the people who uh, you know, were caught torturing animals or something like that, I want to know about that. If you're showing sociopathic instincts and uh, <laughs> you're just a, and now you're trying to buy a, a, a whole bunch of weapons at the age of 18 or 19, I think we should maybe be able to take a look at you a little bit more. Just not deny you necessarily. It's not enough in and of itself. But I want that guy looked at a little bit. Now, does that make me a horrible squish? I don't know. Everything. I have some friends and some people that I respect on social media who are 
out there saying this deal, absolutely not, nothing on this deal. This deal doesn't ban any guns. This deal doesn't raise the age to be able to buy a rifle from 18 to 21. Uh, CNN announced the deal. Dana Bash did on CNN. So here's basically the outline. Listen to her give the outline. And you're going to email me all you want. And, oh, you're a horrible squish. And I may well be. I'm just... I. I hear something like this and my knee-jerk reaction, I don't want to help Democrats. But again, if you diffuse this issue with something innocuous or something even potentially good, like I said, looking at criminal records of juveniles, I don't see the harm in it. Here's Dana Bash announcing the deal on, uh, on the weekend. Here's what sources involved tell us the plan includes. Funding to incentivize states to implement quote, red flag laws, expanding a 10-state pilot program on mental health to all 50 states, allowing juvenile records to be searched during background checks for those under 21, strengthening the background check system, and increasing funding for school security. The outline is not expected to include a renewal of so-called assault weapons, that ban, or raising the age to purchase a firearm. Now, those last two points are pretty, pretty big deals. But the one thing that everybody that I know is is hung up on is the first one, the funding to incentivize states to implement red flag laws. Red flag laws, depending on how they are implemented and what the standard of proof is, can very well be problematic. There's no denying that. I'm not denying that. They can be just abused easily by leftists. They can. But funding to incentivize states to do something means nothing. It means that it's not being done, actually. Right? Funding to incentivize states means it's it's a carrot on a stick. Oh, gee, I hope states will do this. Okay. Um... What do you want them to do? I want them to implement these laws. Well, if they don't implement those laws, then it doesn't happen, right? So if you have funding to pressure states to do something, that means you still have the opportunity to stop states from doing those things. Now, blue states, will blue states do those things? More than likely, yes. Will those things be... uh, well beyond the pale and and abusive and probably infringing on people's Second Amendment rights. Yes, but you have to have faith in the court system. You have to have faith in the Supreme Court and coming in and saying, okay, well, you did this. You went too far. Sorry, doesn't work. You can't. It's unconstitutional. You have to have that kind of faith. Otherwise, what are you doing? If you don't have that kind of faith, that is what our government is based on. It's an article of faith. So you can sit there and you say, well, I don't really like this. I don't like that. The worst part that I see everybody on the right complaining about is the part that isn't a federal law. It's a federal incentive for states to do something. I believe that those states that are inclined to take the money and inclined to do these sorts of things would already and are already planning to do these things anyway and damn the torpedoes full steam ahead. Let's see the courts sorted out. So being incentivized by the federal government to do it through, who knows, we'll give you money to do this, money to fight it, money to whatever. Uh, 
isn't going to make much of a difference. As for the other things, I don't really see them as being all that controversial. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm not uh, seeing it the way other people are. But there is this train of thought on the right, which I oftentimes am in agreement with, but not necessarily in this one where it's like nothing. Never work with these people. Never work with... If you get what you want out of the deal, then take the deal, right? If you get what you want out of this deal without having to give up something you can't live without, take the deal. It's a good lesson in life. It doesn't come along very often. Democrats want to be able to hang their hat on something. Democrats are in a weird position right now where all of their accomplishments thus far under the Biden administration have led to massive inflation and all sorts of other problems. That's, that's what they are. They've, they've really done a horrible, horrible job. And so what do, you, what do they need? They need something else. They've made a big deal out of this. It's not that it's not a big deal, but they made a big deal. We've got to do something. We've got to do something. We've got to do something. They're not getting the two things that they came out of the gate demanding in this deal. And so it's a win in that sense. You're getting some good things, especially mental health care. You're going to need to do something about mental health, especially after two years of governments damaging people's, especially young people's mental health by locking them in their homes and keeping them away from other people for two years. That is seriously damaging, causing breakdowns. Mental health for that be a great thing, be a great thing. So I don't see this, at least as of now, being the horrible affront to constitutional liberties that some people are portraying it as. If somebody can explain me why it is, maybe I'll get somebody on the show to explain to me why it is. But simply going no for the sake of no, eh, it's not always the smart play. You can disarm the Democrats in the political sense with this i would think so we'll see i mean it's going to get a lot of a lot of attention but the idea that you know funding incentives to try to get states to do things that's what the government does all the time states don't have to act that's the beauty of it it is a defeat for democrats might not be a win for republicans but it's at least in my mind a defeat for democrats they are susceptible now. They want to be able to go, we did this, we did this, we did this. But their base isn't going to be happy because up until this moment, they've told their base that the only way forward is a complete and total ban. The only way. The only way to protect children is we've got to get these weapons of war off the street. They're not weapons of war, but they're not getting them off the street. And quite frankly, if you can stop a couple of lunatics who have a history of making threats and wanting to kill their classmates and things like that, if you can, if you can make life a little more difficult for them, I'm kind of all for that, to be honest with you. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just a squish. What the hell do I know? Like I said, we haven't seen any legislation yet, and the devil is in the details. And, oh, by the way, I'm going to go out on a limb here. It's not really going out on a limb. But I suspect this won't go anywhere, ultimately. Now, how can you say that, Derek, you cynical S.O.? I can say that pretty easily, because I am cynical, for sure. But also, 
I understand how Democrats work. Democrats, somewhere along the line, it'll either be Chuck Schumer in the Senate or it will be Democrats in the House of Representatives. Something will pass both. And they'll think, this is how politics works, by the way. They'll both pass something and say, well, we both passed something. It'll be two different things. They won't be able to reconcile them and nothing will come of it. But they can all go and run and campaign and say, we passed something, we passed something. But there'll be a poison pill inserted by Democrats, either Chuck Schumer or Democrats in the House of Representatives, something that changes the deal as it stands now, changes it dramatically. And the whole thing will fall apart. They won't be able to come together. And Democrats will again try to blame Republicans. That's why I think that voting for this fairly innocuous thing, but that could make a difference in some cases, is probably smart politically. But again, if you want to call me a squish, you're welcome to. I may well be on this, but that's my initial instinct. That's my gut instinct. Now I want to demonstrate to you just how senile our president is, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden doesn't doesn't give interviews. He doesn't need to give interviews. Uh, he's president. He gives Jimmy Kimmel gives him an, he gives Jimmy Kimmel an interview. But uh, Joseph Robinette Biden was uh, going out to the plane the other day. It's a plane. It's a plane. And he was asked about Saudi Arabia. Now, I want you to listen to this because there's, is he going to Saudi Arabia? There's possibilities going to Saudi Arabia. There's a big meeting happening in Saudi Arabia. But the real reason that the, he'll probably go to Saudi Arabia is to suck up to the Saudi Arabian government to try to get them to produce more oil. They desperately want to produce more oil uh, to lower the price of gasoline. They're getting hammered on that. Every time you drive past a gas station, I'll tell you, driving from Maryland up to New York, I went through uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York on the way there. And then instead of Pennsylvania, I went through Delaware on the way back. Uh, gas prices, there's not, there's maybe a 10 cent uh, leeway, like uh, the 10 cent flux in the, the price of gas there. Uh, but that was it. I thought maybe one of the states would be like significantly cheaper with taxes or whatever, but nope, not the case. But uh, they want to lower gas prices because they're desperate. They got nothing else. They got nothing to be proud of. And so the look of the president going to Saudi Arabia to beg for more oil production, not a good look. So they're trying to couch it under, no, no, he's not going there for that. If he were to go, he's going to go someplace else. And they're trying to get Saudi Arabia to kind of agree to things before the president goes over there, as they always try to do, so the president isn't standing there like an idiot. Well, this guy, that's a little bit tough, but they want the president to be able to go over. They want to be sure that they're going to have some kind of victory. Well, listen to Joe talk about the trip to Saudi Arabia and the meeting that's going to be taking place over there and whether or not he wants to go over and partake in that meeting. And he asked directly at the beginning of this clip, are you going? No, we haven't. Or have you decided if you're going out? We haven't decided yet. And then literally there's a follow-up question and he responds with, no, that that's why we're, that's why I'm going. Like, wait a second. You, you, you just said, the decision hasn't been made. And then you said you're going. He doesn't seem to know what the hell is going on. This is confusion. This isn't the president making a snap decision. Joe Biden doesn't make snap decisions. He snaps, but he doesn't make snap decisions. 
This is the president of the United States. This is senility here because it's abundantly clear. You can see the look on his face if you find the video that he has no clue what the hell he's talking about. None whatsoever. He just directly contradicted himself within about 10 seconds. And he's blissfully unaware of it. Have you decided, sir, whether to go to Saudi Arabia? No, not yet. What would be the uh, holding up the decision at this point? Are there commitments you're waiting for from the Saudis or on the negotiations over peace? No, no. The commitments from the Saudis don't relate to anything having to do with energy. It happens to be a larger meeting taking place in Saudi Arabia. That's the reason I'm going. <laughs> Have you decided if you're going? No, I haven't decided yet. Uh, well, are you waiting to like get guarantees that uh, they're going to up oil production or anything? Because you call them you know, a pretty despotic regime. You, you haven't said very nice things about them when you were running for president back when that was popular in the Democratic Party. So are you waiting for guarantee? No, 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 no. There's a bigger meeting going on. That's why I'm going. So are you going now? Well, we haven't decided yet. But while I'm there, I will do the it's, – it's subtle. And a normal president would get the benefit of the doubt that, look, he was just confused. Maybe the noise from the jet idling or whatever it, it threw him off or what have you. But so much of what this guy does is like this. When he was in – was it Poland talking to U.S. troops, telling them, oh, boy, howdy, when you guys get to Ukraine – you're going to really see what I'm talking like, wait, are, are you sending troops to Ukraine? No, we're not sending troops to Ukraine. Well, then why are you telling them that they're going to see some neat stuff when they get to Ukraine? If you're not sending them there, does anybody, is anybody home with this guy? The answer is no. The answer is obviously no. The answer is terrifyingly and horrifyingly no, but it's like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not here. <laughs> I'm not going. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to go because there is controversy. Democrats pretended to absolutely be horrified by the murder of Jamal Khashoggi when Donald Trump was president. They condemned Saudi Arabia and Mohammed bin Salman, the uh, leader over there. Oh, he's a monster. He killed Jamal Khashoggi, a journalist of the highest order, which nobody could ever cite any of his journalism. He, was a, he wrote a couple of columns for the Washington Post. Now, it doesn't mean the guy should have been killed, but I mean, let's not pretend he was an American citizen or anything like that. So it's not like an attack on the homeland. But they made a big stink out of it because they desperately wanted to use it as a weapon against Donald Trump. It's hard to walk that back. It's You can't just rile up the left wing base and go, oh, my God, these monsters, they killed perhaps the greatest journalistic mind of this or any other generation in Jamal Khashoggi. But, yeah, we're going to go over there and we're going to have some lunch with them and we're going to I'm going to beg them to up their gas production. That probably wouldn't go over very well. So you end up with a confused, doddering old man contradicting himself inside of 10 seconds on a tarmac in the United States of America and go, that's the leader of the free world? God help us. Okay, that is all. That's enough. That's all the time we have for today or all the time I need for today. I need to get some damn sleep and I still have to write a column. Yeah, I don't know how to vac vacation. Anyway, hope you're doing well. And what the hell day is tomorrow? Tomorrow's, tomorrow's Wednesday, right? Is that, is that what day it is? God, I have to look up the computer to find out what day of the week. Yeah, tomorrow's today. Today's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. 
whatever the case there will be another show then i hope you're doing all right having fun see you then